Hi, this is Terrell Somerville, the lead pastor of Freedom Church. Welcome to our podcast. We hope you enjoy the message today and that you'd also take time to get plugged in to your local church. We believe you can't do life alone, so we learn to do life together. I also want to thank our givers who make this podcast possible. If you are blessed by this ministry, please consider subscribing, giving, and sharing this with your friends and family. God bless you. Hey, everybody, welcome to Freedom Church Online, and I want to say a special welcome to all of the wonderful moms today. And and I want to say to you, maybe you are on here for the very first time. Thank you for watching. Be sure to click below, fill out a connection card if it's your very first time. And I want to ask you, if you would, uh, maybe you've never downloaded our app. We have an outline of today's uh, talk on our out on our app and so what you can do is just simply go to the app store if you have a smart device and simply download type in and download freedom church tn and if you go on the first page there and go to the bottom where it says sundays you can pull up the outline for what we're going to be doing today we have been in a series called hang on and in this series, we've been talking about different ways of how that we hang on, especially during this tough season that we've been in. But I want to be sure that we check out uh, the verse here, and I want to read it. It says here in Matthew 5 and 3 from the message, it says, You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and His rule. Today, we're going to talk about hang on moms. And so, if we've got a shot of seeing all these beautiful ladies up here on the stage, otherwise we could call the five, I want to introduce them right now and thank God for each one of them because here's what I know. When we're talking about hanging on moms, I just really can't talk, tell you moms how to hang on. But all these beautiful moms can tell you about how to hang on, especially in the tough times that we're in right now. So to my right here is my lovely wife, Shanda. We'll be married 31 years, September 16th this year. Over here to the next right is my oldest daughter, Lily. Lily is married. She has three sons. Her husband's Cody. They have three sons. They are Ezra, Micah, and Arden. Then my second oldest and favorite middle child is India. Uh, Her husband is Caleb, and they have one son, Zion. And then my youngest favorite daughter is Chloe. And Chloe and Jared are married, and they have two daughters. That is Ellie and Maggie. So here's what I want to do before I go any further, ladies. I want to stand up in this moment. And guys, if you are out there and you've got a mother or you've had a mother, and I know you have if you're living, and especially if you're sitting and you're married and you're sitting near the mom of your children, let's all right now stand up, get up, don't, hey, make them do it, moms. Let's all give a hand clap of praise for all of these wonderful moms. All right, let's do that right now. We've all had a mom, right? Okay. So, with that being said, uh, I want to take a moment here, uh, and this is something that was very interesting when I was thinking about uh, where we were going to with this, but we know that from my own experience, especially being married with Shanda for 31 years and being married to her and watching uh, together and watching her sacrifice and growing up and raising you girls, I know that there was a season, Lily, when you were just a baby that I was working full-time And Shanda wanted to do what she could do to be able to help financially. So she decided, I'm going to get a paper route. You girls hadn't came along yet. But there was a famous three words that Shanda always said. And you can say that if you want to, Shanda. Uh, What are those three words? Well, it was at that season of my life, it was, I'm so tired. And she was, because here's what would happen. 
uh, she, knowing that I worked a full-time job, I'd have to go in at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. She not only would take care of you, Lily, in times you'd get up through the night, but she would get up and she'd let me know, now, Lily's okay, but she would leave at like, what, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she would head out on this paper route, and she just didn't get a lot of sleep during that season of life. And she'd say, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know that's what happens with all of you moms. And so uh, I can't identify with being a mom, but I can identify witnessing moms, not only for what Shanda went through, but watching you, Lily, watching you, India, and watching you, Chloe, and others in that. Here's something that was very interesting that I saw that in salary.com, it says that moms, if you selected all the handful of jobs that you guys do, and we re would reflect on a day in the life of a mom, uh, and uncovered all the things you do, an annual salary you would make $162,581 a year. <laughs> Are any of you moms making that kind of money? No, no but I Never. guarantee you're storing up your treasures in heaven. So when we think about being tired, the, the, the basis for this word today and in this particular message comes from Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Check out what it says here uh, in the word of God. It says, so let us not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I know for all, for these moms here and all of you moms out there, there are times you really do get tired of doing what's good. But here's what I do know. You continue to do good because that's the love you have for your children and your family. You truly will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Yes, and one thing that you learn pretty quick as a young mother is that, um, you know, motherhood is intense. Mm -hmm. It takes um, everything from you and the best of you. Mm -hmm. and, but you're glad to, to give of yourself in that way because you know you're making a difference and um, you're just enjoying the love and the gift that God has given you. Uh, one thing that I learned to um, appreciate and be so thankful for was rest because mm -hmm. even though there was really never enough rest, some rest really helped to restore mind, body, and soul, and just to get me back on a right track when I felt like I had nothing left in my cup. Mm -hmm. So I'm so thankful for rest. In Psalm 127 and 3, the Passion Version, I think it is, children are God's loved gift. Mm -hmm. They are heaven's generous reward. And so, you know, it's, it's very profound uh, to have the opportunity to parent and to teach your children. And one way to teach a really sound doctrine of God's theology to them is to delight in them as the Lord delights in us. And, um, you know, as we're raising up our children and as he's raising us up, um, that he is delighting in us and we can delight in our children. Uh, in Proverbs 20 and 11, it says that we are reminded uh, there that it is by his deeds that a lad distinguishes himself. You know, when parents add the right mixture of wisdom and love, understanding and knowledge, mm -hmm. love, discipline, and consistency, you know, there's a great hope that we can have that our children have a better chance uh, to know how to bring up a family and to build a family themselves or to rebuild a family mm -hmm. and that they have the right ingredients to get started with that. And, um, you know, um, they may have their own strong families one day, that they can have their children and enjoy grandchildren one day too. So moms, listen intently. You know, take every opportunity to listen to your children. Um, be sensitive. Watch them closely, you know, and, 
and find those moments when you can encourage them and that you can pour into plant seeds um, and, and get to know how to shape your questions, yes. you know, so that you can learn along with them, laugh with them, and make good memories, and stay involved. You know, don't, don't just pause yourself. Stay involved, okay, and it's going to pay off. Yes. Yeah, so today we would love to talk about the making of moms. And the first thing in that is mom moments. And I know that some of the sweetest times that we had growing up um, were when we were disciplined. And that might sound weird. Um, (laughs) But it really was. And um, as we've grown and matured and become moms ourselves, we've really realized the value of that discipline and now having to discipline our own children. And um, I remember when us girls would get in arguments when we were little, we were um, required to quote scripture. Uh, (laughs) Do y'all remember? You ready? Children, Children, obey obey your parents in all things, for it is well-pleasing to the Lord. (laughs) Yes, yes. I love that. So not only would we have to quote scripture in the moment that we were being disciplined, but I remember mom having us hug when we were in a disagreement and at the moment we uh we'd usually just start giggling and be like well what we were fighting about was not even really worth it well, so serious but you guys were giggling <laughs> yes and i used I to stand back and thinking oh i would yeah. stop laughing yeah if I it would, would kind of lighten the moment yes <laughs> yeah. very much yeah and then we would have to take time um to list off things about our sister that we thought were awesome or good. Um, and so we had spent all that time tearing each other down and being angry with each other. So then we would have to take even more time to stand there after we would hug and say all the things we loved about each other. And so it was really funny because it, it was just a humbling experience. It took your eyes off of what you wanted or your own offense, and then it put it on the other person, and you had to actually take time to recognize the things that you really loved about each other. And it was funny because at initially we didn't want to list many things we India, loved about each other. I like your shirt. Exactly. So it would be very um, materialistic or external. But then after maybe uh, we got through number three on the list of 10 things we were supposed to say, we might have to get past the external things we could think of that were easy. And then we would have to move on to all the things about our sisters that are beautiful, not just about their external nature, but their internal self. Um, So it would move from your shirt's cute to you're a really kind person, which is hard to say to someone that you're really mad at. Um, <laughs> but it, it took it took a whole other perspective in our minds whenever we would take time to list off the things we actually loved about each other. Yes. So, yeah, I remember actually like when we'd get to that point starting to tear up because we're like, oh, I really do love my sister. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite memories um, when, from when we were younger is just riding around in the car with mom, and we'd be going shopping or going out to eat, and then we'd start singing in the car. And mom used to sing all these older hymns or gospel songs. Could you and sing for Shanda? Mm, some other time. <laughs> But, um, you know, I didn't realize it in the moment, but now I realize even then she was planting seeds of a heart of worship right. in us, mm-hmm. and that is carried on throughout yes, that's so our true. whole lives. Yes, yes and even when, since we've become moms ourselves, that's stuck with us. And um, the influence that we have as mothers and the impact that we can make and realizing that really every moment does count, whether you're 
changing dirty diapers or you're doing the laundry, just taking um, value out of every moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, viewing it that way as moms, you know, motherhood is just um, a foundation of moments. Like every moment is a seed and every right. moment we have an opportunity to move forward in being who, not only who God created us to be, but raising our children to be who they're supposed to be. And I know that so often, if we're not careful in the church, we take on this mindset that, you know, there are certain moments that are important or holy, but the truth is, is that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness mm-hmm. thereof. That's there is right. nothing in this earth that does not matter to the Lord that is without purpose. And if you view things that way, then all of a sudden, every moment becomes this opportunity for purpose. And the little things that we do with our kids that we think aren't making any difference at all um, become acts of worship. Um, they become holy. They become sacred. And they become this opportunity to to worship God as we raise our children. And so... Um, I know with my mom, like every moment that we had at home, um, whether it had been a great day or a bad day, I know she viewed it as an opportunity and that she did take advantage of so many different moments that we could have wasted that we used to worship the Lord. Um, The other day in the car, I had many moments like this with my mom and even now with my son, Zion, the other day in the car, um, I turned on a song that Elevation Worship just came out with um, called What Would You Do If He Walked in the Room? And it was so cute because the song, the song kept repeating, what would you do if he walked in the room? And then it said, would you shout? And every time it said, would you shout, Zion would go, woo! <laughs> and so it was just such a cute and holy moment. My eyes filled with tears. And we had many moments like that growing up with our mom where we would just be in the car. And that everyday normal moment that could have just passed us by would become a moment in active worship and a whole moment and as mothers we have that opportunity every day to make every moment count yes Yes. Deuteronomy 4 and 9 in the message says just make sure you stay alert keep close watch over yourselves don't forget anything of what you've seen don't let your heart wander off stay vigilant as long as you live teach what you've seen and heard to your children and grandchildren so mothers and grandmothers and on and on know how invaluable you are in this generation and in every generation because it just carries on and on. You know, what makes your investment stand so tall above the rest is your walk and your pattern of living with the Lord because each step is a prayer. You know, and uh, don't, you're starting, so don't. (laughs) Shanda's about to get teary here, but you know, I, I I watched Shanda in those moments with you girls um, I tell you not to. But for me, it was invaluable mm-hmm. to see how that you girls saw maybe some silliness in some of the things she did or, you know, and it was funny. But then we would talk when you girls would go to bed. And it went from silliness to her sharing her strategies with me of why she would do what she would do. She would take a moment and she would make a teachable moment out of it. And that was absolutely incredible. (laughs) 
It was incredible. I thought, man, that is so good. Take the silliness that you girls seen and turn it into a strategy. You know, it says here, and we look at Proverbs chapter 31, it describes the worth of that godly woman. And I love this. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she lasts without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction, instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. And husbands, if you're not praising her, you better wise up and start praising her, okay? It says in verse 29, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. In other words, you're all going to get old and wrinkled and Botox and, and plastic surgery is just not going to work, okay? Yeah, so anyway... Um, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. I am so thankful for these moms on this stage. And I'm so thankful for all of you moms out there and for how that you've extended especially stepped up during a time like we're going through right now. You did not expect a couple of months ago that, okay, I'm going to be a homeschool mom. You didn't expect a couple of months ago to maybe be trying to work from home. You know, you didn't expect a couple of months ago that you were going to be making three meals a day or starve to death because restaurants at the time were closed down. I could go on and on and on. And you know what's amazing? You stepped up and you did it. And you know what? We want to praise you and thank you, moms, for all that you've done. It is amazing. So that is all about the mom moments. A second thing that I think is so true is that you need to realize this, mom, and you moms need to realize this. Moms, you matter. A mom matters. It's so true. Uh, moms, you give of yourself so much. And I think a lot of times if we're not careful, and let me talk to the husbands here for a moment. Uh, let me talk to you that maybe has a mom and, and you're younger and you're, you don't realize and you don't realize what all they do. And if you're not careful, you'll fall in a rut to begin to take it for granted. You know, even as a husband to my wife, I take for granted the things that she did when she was not only taking care of these three girls, but I remember, you girls remember this, in our laundry room, in our last home, mm -hmm. the, it, was, it would get this deep with laundry. It was, it was busy, 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 and she could not wash clothes enough to stay ahead of the rest of us. It was incredible, but she somehow did it. So we don't want to take for granted. I needed to train the girls better, didn't I? Well, you did, and they're, they're doing great now, but that's the point. So... Let me say this, um, moms, you think, I think a lot of times, and I, I wrote this down in my notes, uh, being last is somehow became the norm. Would y'all agree with that? It's just like it's become the norm, but it doesn't mean that you don't matter. You matter, okay? And whether you're getting ready, whether you're, you're getting ready to eat, sometimes you eat last, sometimes you get ready last, it seems like you always put somebody else first. Because that just becomes how God has put that in your life and, and the love that you have. And as I was just mentioning, something else that I wrote down. The work is never done, is it? 
It's just never done, and, and I witnessed that. And so please, please, if you're, if you're young and you're there with your mom, don't take for granted what she's doing. Uh, husbands, don't take for granted what she's doing for you, what she's doing for your children, because uh, there's always something to do. And, and I just think a lot of times they don't get the breaks that they deserve. However, um, I want you to know that it's such a wonderful thing of what they do because we don't realize what all that you ladies do do in those moments. You know, if there's anything I would want every mom to know, it's that you are created in, in the image of God. Yes. Um, and in Genesis 1:27, it says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And, and what a beautiful um, just description of a woman um, that she's created in God's image. And I know that the Bible talks about how we are, we are a helper from the very beginning. We're just helpers. And Dad's talking all about all the things that we do and all the chore list and the to-do list and, and the many, 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 many things we focus focus on and sometimes it does feel never ending to be that helper. But the mindset that God has helped me with and since becoming a mom is that um, he is my helper. I am a helper because I'm made in his image. I'm nurturing wow. and comforting and yeah. caring and loving. But at the end of the day, the ultimate comforter, the ultimate nurturer, the ultimate one who is the helper is him. Yes. And um, the word for, for woman is Ezer Kenegdo and that is the description of us in Genesis, but what is so encouraging to me is that that description is not only used in reference to woman, it's used throughout the Bible in reference to God himself, that he is our ultimate helper. And there are moments um, just now that I've become a mom where I do feel absolutely helpless, um, where I feel pulled in so many different directions that I don't know which way to turn or what to do next. You know, I don't know if you girls have been there where you're at home and you're like, well, the dishes need to be done. I need to send an email. I need to spend time with Zion and let him know that he matters to me. And there's just so many things that I could be doing and just recognizing that I need God's help, that I have to be a mom mm -hmm. who prays without ceasing and is humble enough to say, I can't always be the helper. Sometimes I need to be the one to get some help. Mm -hmm. And the biggest help that I have is him. Yes. And I have to reach out in prayer and say, Lord, I'm weak. I need your grace. I need you to come because I can't do everything that I would love to do for my family and in my life right now. Yes, yes. true. Helper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Colossians 3.23 says, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. I think the word that sticks out to me in this verse is whatever, because there's a lot of things that we women I mean, do. Whatever. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, dishes or changing diapers or loads and loads of laundry. Um, I, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I don't remember what all I did today yeah, by the time it gets to the end of the day because it can feel like that. It can feel very tireless and thankless. Um, but his word says to do it as if we are working for him. And what I think from that is that the Lord loves us so much, and we love our children so, so much. And often the display of our love is in what we do for them, just as we appreciate and we're so grateful for what God does for us. Um, I know sometimes it can be really hard as moms to find that quiet time. Um, actually, I kind of joke when people say, oh, I, I didn't get my quiet time in today. And I'm like, well, I, I don't have quiet time. I have loud quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, something he's taught me in this season of motherhood is that we can still come into that uh, secret place with him, um, even though it may not be physically quiet, we can still be in spiritual stillness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, is, it can be very difficult when you have young children to get quiet time. Like she's saying, yeah. I remember um, when I first became a mother, I called my mom and I was like, Mom, I can't get the quiet time that I used to get. And she's like, you know, you really just need to make the most of every single moment that you have. And um, in Mark 1.35, it says, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. And I don't know about you, but some of the most intimate times that I've had with God ever since I became a mother can be simply dancing and singing with my daughter to worship music Mm -hmm. or praying over her when I lay her down to go to sleep or um, in the middle of the night digging into scripture while I'm nursing my baby. And I've realized that being able to make the most of those quiet moments, um, even though they can be very few, can make a big difference for me. Yeah, and I think the battle that every mom faces every morning that she gets up is to not let the lack of fulfilling expectations be her identity. That is not who you are. Um, You are not a disappointment. And I know every day whenever I get up that the um, massive amount of expectation that I place on myself is huge. Um, To be that perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect homemaker, and the perfect worker for my job. And getting to the point where you recognize that God does not care how you come. He just cares that you come. And um, I have no set time anymore to spend with him but I know when I finally get there and I get on my knees before him that he has no judgment for me that he's just thankful that I finally came and entered into the presence and so um the scripture that actually I heard we were talking about earlier and it had nothing to do with this was um Romans 8 1 but it stuck with me it says for there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Right, and God has no condemnation for you, Mama. There's none there. You matter, and He loves you. And before you are your child's mother, you are God's daughter, amen. and He loves you explicitly for you. That's he right. died for you, and He wants your heart. And you might spend a lot of time beating yourself up, but I promise you this. If you go to him, he has no plan to beat you up, but every plan to build you up so you can keep on going so that you can hang on. And uh, the next thing we want to go into in our last point is just mama miracles. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is miracles within motherhood. Um, It comes sometimes in the everyday moments and in the big moments, but there are miracles just laced all throughout this journey that we call motherhood. And they're beautiful miracles. They are God-sent miracles. And I think one of the big things that I just want to get across and that we want to get across is that you, Mama, you are a miracle. Um, You being created by God, you coming to the earth, you being just who you are in him, you stepping into your identity and your calling as a mother, and you just being who God created you to be, that is a miracle. Every day that you wake up and you take a breath, it's a miracle. Life as a whole is a miracle, and we want you to know that your life matters um, and that it is miraculous. So That's right. Yes. In Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16, in the New Living Translation, it says, 
You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You know, as moms, we want our children to know from the moment of their conception, you know, that God was doing his handiwork to make a one-of-a-kind wonder in them. And that their entrance into our family um, is a treasure and a gift. They're a heritage and a reward from the Lord. You know, and our family is better because they're part of it. We want them to know that. You know, comparisons is one thing that uh, was a pet peeve of mine. Um, having multiple children, you know, after the first one, then, you know, you start, um, you know, hearing the comparisons and is, is this one going to be like, you know, this one? And, uh, and just comparing what they like better about one than another. Uh, and so early on, I decided that that felt really toxic to me, uh, to hear things like that. And uh, so then I would just, you know, not, not really allow hearing that. Um, when people would do that, I would say, you know, and just point them to that God is so creative, you know, and that he, he's not going to make just a duplicate. He's just much too creative for that. So everything that you deal with in life with one another is an opportunity to speak about the Lord, you know, and to, uh, to be thankful, to be a witness uh, in front of your children that, that you have a heart of gratitude. It's such an honor to sit up here today with you mothers after having raised you. And um, so I'm honored. Thank you. You know, growing up, my girls, um, there's something funny that happened. God was growing up me too. And so, you know, when mistakes are made or, you know, your discipline didn't feel just right, um, you know, you, God forgives us too. So, you know, we can repent. We can um, try our best every day. But, you know, we're still God's children, and he's growing us up because we really don't know uh, the fullness of, of how to be the best mother. You know, but he's teaching us on that journey. So it's a beautiful process. Um, but it's important to, to discover the hidden person of your child or your grandchild or your niece or your nephew um, in these opportunities that we have, you know. But that surprising secondary discovery is, is, um, is yourself, you know, discovering you in the process. And so it's wonderful to belong to the Lord, and it's beautiful and blessed to be a mother. Yeah. You know, I you know I think about the miracles and um, and the mom miracles, but I was there when Lily was first going to be born. And of course, I didn't really understand, you know, the whole birthing process. I mean, this is brand new, and you know, and um, so I'm there, and I'm and we get there. I remember it was it was uh, early on the Sunday morning, about three o'clock in the morning. You go into labor. So I wanted to do the whole flashers thing, you know. I, I turned on the flashers on the car, and we go and, and uh, you know, and like yeah, just like the movies. And we go and get your mom. She gets in there with us, and I want to drive down the chinna saying, slow down, you know. I'm just, you know, I'm going through that deal. So we get down to the hospital, and so um, 
you know, the nurse comes in and they're, 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 you know, taking care of Shanda and everything. And then your mom all of a sudden says, well, looks like we'll have a baby here by night. And I thought, tonight? I said, man, I said, we're going to have to be here this long for this. And I pulled my hat down and Shanda said I was over like a little baby. And I was over there just kind of pouting. And God was growing you. Yeah, God was growing me in that it's moment, patience. you know, uh, trust me. Uh, I thought I had this thing all figured out, you know, and everything. And of course, you know, here then at 1047 a.m. that morning on August 11th, Lily is born. And, and then, you know, we fast forward to India being born and we fast forward to, to Chloe being born. And then, you know, we fast forward um, to today mm-hmm. and I see the miracle of you all becoming moms and seeing what God has done. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And I've got six beautiful grandchildren. And like I said, if I know they was going to be as good, I'd have had them first. No no offense, (laughs) ladies. No, no, we love. But I'm just, I'm just cutting up. But man, I love, love, love seeing the birthing of you girls having uh, these beautiful kids. And um, it's just been a great, wonderful domino effect. Yes, God's of, blessings go on and on. On and on and on. And, and such a domino effect of, of the miracles of you moms. It's incredible. I've had a uh, the pleasure of being a mom for seven and a half years now. And I've had the honor wow. to experience a lot of miracles. Um, not only in the birth of my own children and just seeing how God can make um, something out of nothing. Um, But I've also seen miracles through loss. And um, we've lost three babies. One of them was a a little girl. And uh, we lost her at 16 weeks and delivered her and had to bury her. And uh, there's a lot of things that God has taught me through that. But one of the biggest things that he's taught me is uh, that he's still doing miracles uh, because not he didn't heal her, he, but he began a work in my heart uh, to draw myself closer to him, my family closer to him, and it's just been a journey of joy. Um, after that, you know, we, we had a wonderful little rainbow baby in Arden, our third little boy. And in December, uh, we got to watch Ezra give his heart to Jesus for the first time, which was so amazing. And just knowing that those little seeds that we planted early in his life have just blossomed into something beautiful. And now he's on his journey of faith. And, um, I'm just so thankful for that. And, you know, even our little son, Micah, at the age of four, he's the first one to want to pray at dinner time. (laughs) He actually fights with his brother to pray. pray. Um, (laughs) But, and then also in uh, in January, and if if you've been here before, you know that our son Arden, he had some um, issues um, with RSV and uh, we almost lost him and God performed a miracle in that by physically healing him. So not only is God our spiritual healer, but he's our physical healer. He's still working miracles. And I see miracles just every day, every day in motherhood. If it's our 
children wanting to hear another story about Jesus or to sing another song about Jesus, that's a miracle. And just the things that we're doing now just can evolve into even bigger miracles because that's what God does in us. He starts small and makes something out of nothing. So true. So true. You know, I, I just, you know, the other day, uh, Shannon and I were talking, and um, you, know, you guys know, and y'all, of course, my girls, my family knows, I'm a very emotional person, but, you know, James tells us his life is like a vapor. It's just, you know, one minute it's there and it's gone, and it's been like a vapor, you know, to get to this moment with you girls having your own children and raising them in the ways of the Lord. And when I was talking to her, and I was so, and moms get this now, I want moms especially to get this. For me, watching Shannon and I raise our girls and watching her sacrificial investment of those mom moments and, and how that she matters and the miracles that I've seen her investing in our children from the time that she birthed them and the seeds that was planted. I'm seeing those at times were dormant in you girls' lives, but now they're, they're, they're growing and they're being passed on. And, and so I got emotional I was talking the other day, and I, I'll be honest with you girls, I'm just, it passed way too fast. And I know some of you moms are out there thinking, well, you're not in the heat of the moment with me right now. You don't understand how hard it is. And, and, and I get that, and, and I, I understand how you feel. But here's what I know from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. In the Word, it says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Yes, you might be in a tough season right now, but every season gets better. You know, I watched as, as our girls grew from little babies into motherhood, and, and, and it's just so precious to see them now being able to embrace their children. And I see the tough times are happening, and Shannon and I do what we can do to help them because it was great that we have our parents that helped us when we were in the heat of the moment. Absolutely. It just seems like, you know, if you've been past faith by your mother, your grandmother, and, yes. and maybe you haven't, but as a mom, you need a good support system, That's you right. know, and you need, uh, my mom was my best friend, and uh, she, we started church when I was three, and so one thing that she exemplified in my life, in our lives, was faithfulness, uh, she was dedicated, she's a support, mm -hmm. and she was past that from her mom. That's right. And I know that it, it went on and on. So I'm just so thankful um, for a good mom. And I know everybody yes. doesn't have that in a mother. And everybody um, doesn't have the same story. But you can find someone. There's someone in your life, whether it's an aunt, someone at church. Um, but you need support as a mom. That's right. That's right. You know, because motherhood's honorable. It's an honorable thing. And... Uh, you know, it's been beautiful to watch our girls blossom into the wonderful moms they are and how that it came from my mom and, you know, that, that she passed faith to me, as you talked yes. about. And then you and I together passed faith our, to our children. And now we see our fir first grandson, Ezra, he's gotten, given his life to Christ. And I can't wait to see the others as they continue being passed yes. faith. Everything we really need is found in the Lord, you know, but he supplies people in our lives. Absolutely. We're thankful. Yeah. 
But, but I know that it, it's in each season that you find beauty. And I want to challenge you girls that. In each season you find beauty because it's an activity that's, there's something for every season. Each season gets better. And that's what's incredible. And you can find grace and you can find anticipation because each season gets better and it gets sweeter. Motherhood is wonderful, and I see what you girls are doing. And um, I know that you guys aren't seeking praise. You're not seeking accolades. You're not seeking credit, but you want to give glory to God. But we're so thankful for these moms on the stage, and we're so thankful for all of you moms out there on this special day of Mother's Day. And um, so embrace each season. Don't let it get, go by too fast. Just don't think, you know, I wish this day could end and Find those little small moments because every season is precious. Hang on, moms. Hang on because I know that God is with you. He's rooting for you. He's there with you. He'd never leave you. He'd never forsake you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this time, God, and thanking you, God, for the moms on this stage, God, the moms that can hear us right now, the moms that are in our lives, we're all here because of a mom. And of course, we know we're gonna celebrate dads in, in June, and that's what we do, but today it's about the moms. And, and there's no doubt, God, that there's some tired moms out there right now, God. So I wanna pray, God, that you rejuvenate their spirit in these moments, God, that you would bless them, God. Give them the energy that, that they need, God. Give them the insight from your word. Give them, God, the, the power from your spirit, God, to, to pass those seeds of faith on to their children. And then it would go from their children and on and on and on, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would unite us with your creative work in our children and grandchildren and our nieces and our nephews' lives. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll not only help the moms, that you'll help all of us guide um, our children as they move on and encourage them in their faith and their formation, God, for all of us to be able to grow as well, to be the person that you made us to be, to follow the path you laid out for each of us in our lives. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you're doing in that. God, just bless our mothers today, God, today. God, for that mom that's out there, God, that's just ready to throw in the towel, God, I pray for her, God, that you would give her strength, God, and you would give her a special touch. I pray, God, for the single moms, especially, God, today, that you would bless them, God, and give them, God, a strength they just don't even know that they've got through the power of your name, Lord Jesus. Bless them right now. I pray, God, Lord, for that um, that person out there, God, that's lost their mom within this past year, and this is maybe the first year, God, that they're celebrating, God, the memory, but not the presence of being there. Bless them, God. That's the great thing that the enemy can never steal from us, Heavenly Father, is the memories you give us of our mothers. Bless them, God, right now. As we continue to pray, uh, what's so amazing about uh, God is that He gives every mom a soul. He gives every human a soul. And that soul has a longing to live forever. It, Solomon talked about how that he puts into our heart eternity. And so you have a great God right now, whether you're a mom or you're a child or you're a dad or whoever it is, every person under the sound of my voice, God gave you a soul. And that soul, he wants to be able to not only have connection with 
the Heavenly Father now, but he wants you to be able to spend eternity with him one day. That's why he sent his son Jesus. So maybe right now you feel a conviction in your soul that the Lord wants to know you and he's knocking on your heart. And if that is happening to you, the Lord wants you to become his child. So in this moment right now, maybe you just need to pray if you've never received Jesus as Lord and ask him to come into your heart. It's just simply your prayer. Tell him, say, Lord Jesus, I, I, I would just like to ask you to come into my heart. I want to know you as my Savior. I believe you died for me and you rose for me. I asked you to be the Lord of my life. I asked you to accept me as your own. Save me in this moment. I give my life to you. Please forgive me of my sins. My life is yours. Prayed that and you meant that from the depths of your soul. Right now, just thank him and praise him because that's what the angels are doing. They're praising Jesus right now. They're praising and they're having a party because you have come in the presence of God when you feel all of that conviction and sin and darkness and you have been filled with the light. You've, the sun has come in your life. And when the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Thank him for that right now. And let me ask you to do this right now. If you gave your life to Christ and you feel brand new on the inside, we want to know about it if you'll just tell us on the outside. You can simply text us to the number on the screen, saved, and I promise you we'll follow up with you and be able to help you on your new journey with Christ and, and look forward to meeting you real soon. We're going to be coming back together at Freedom Church real soon. And, and man, we're just, we're just a few weeks out. You know, they're going to be able to come back together as a body of Christ. So we'd love to meet you and help you on your journey. And maybe you need prayer. There's a number on your screen to contact one of our pastors. Love to talk with you, answer your questions, pray with you, cry with you, be there for you. Let us do that. Once again, we're so thankful for what God is doing uh, in all of our moms, these moms on the stage, all of you moms. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, you, yes and we yes. want to say from all of us to all of you moms that it is, this is the greatest day because it's your day, mom. <laughs> Remember, guys, go out, love on them, take care of them. Hey, give them a foot rub. I better stop because the guys will be sending me emails and saying, why'd you say that? I don't like touching feet. Is that what I'm getting? Yes, I'm oh. going to give you a foot massage, I promise. So anyway, listen, love on the moms. We love each and every one of you. Hope you have a great rest of the day. All together, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. We love you. God bless you. See you next week. I can't wait to share with you. Hello, Pastor Jim here. I just wanted to come on and thank you for listening and help answer the question, what next? If you gave your life to Jesus today, we would love to take that journey with you. Simply text the word SAVED to 615-900-2176. And make sure to follow us through the week on our social media accounts at Freedom Church TN. We love you. Have a blessed week.